0: Welcome to Whispering Loudly, the award-winning workshop whisperer podcast as featured by Apple with Rachel Evans, the number one automotive business coach in the aftermarket. Thanks to titanium sponsor, Mechanic Desk and gold sponsor, Podium.
1: Whispering Loudly is the workshop whisperer podcast. Hello, I'm producer Mel and today is a workshop whispers episode Rachel, you've got very many platforms through which people can contact you and get advice about stuff or follow along. Now, I noticed recently uh, the Whispering Loudly Instagram because it was changed from your personal Instagram, was it, from uh, no, whis- we, we Workshop just, Whispers? we just decided from- that um, we were going to have our Workshop Whisperer
2: Instagram. Yes. And then we were going to uh, create a special place just for the podcast.
1: Okay, so that's cool. now we have the Whispering Loudly um, Instagram podcast page. So if people DM us there about things to do with the podcast, Absolutely. would that be cool? yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So tell us what you want to hear or what guests you'd like to have on because we're really ramping it up this season. It's very very exciting. Workshop Whispers coming up next.
0: Learn tips and strategies from the comfort of your lounge room to make your auto repair shop hum in Workshop Whispers.
1: You can get in touch with us and tell us about the problem you're having with your auto repair shop or maybe you just need a little bit of advice and everything is humming along smoothly and you want to make it better. Catherine is from Marble Bar in WA and she asks a workshop success team employee, a workshop manager, needs to take six to eight or potentially weeks longer off work. They've been with us for just under a year and they're a valuable employee Should I let him go or manage the situation internally while he's gone? Well, Catherine, um,
2: I can see your concern there because that's a key team member, somebody who's who's managing. So, yes, rightfully you've described them as a a key member
1: of your success team inside your business. Sorry to interrupt you. Can I quickly ask, how often do people... Like as a boss, say no to holidays because I've had it once um, from Actually radio boss, not balls. often enough. Okay, okay. Yeah. You think people should do it more?
2: Well, we had this discussion in the engine room a couple of weeks ago mm. because one of our big clients yeah. uh, with a big shop, lots of team members, was severely down in team yeah. and therefore unable to pump out their normal... Uh, productivity, turnover and gross profit because they had so many team members on annual leave. yeah, right. And I, I asked the question, why are you approving everyone's leave at the same time? Mm. And uh, this is just something that you assume somebody puts in a request that you are to approve it for when they ask. Yeah. But it's actually not that way. You've got to um, space leave out through the year mm. so that the business doesn't suffer. Of course, Yeah. So you should have a quota for the amount of leave you can tolerate in any one month. Okay. And then once that quota is reached by, you know, James and Bob, uh, <laughs> who who got in first? Who basically got in to first their forms in yeah? Um yeah, first in best dressed. Once that quota is reached, there's no more uh, leave for that month and the employee needs to um, look at another month. Okay, cool. Mm.
0: Join our free Facebook group, Your Profitable Auto Repair Shop, and join in on the conversation with auto repair shop owners just like you globally.
2: In our situation with Catherine, you really do need to weigh up the long-term viability of this team member. So when somebody puts in leave and it's uh, of that, Length, obviously, our team members don't get six to eight weeks of annual leave in a year, so that's the first thing. How how are they expecting that this leave is funded? Uh, don't fall into the trap of thinking that uh, our team members get four weeks of paid leave and then as much unpaid annual leave as they like. That's not it. You get four weeks of leave. We're not obliged to give anyone unpaid leave. Okay. Um, if it's for a medical procedure, you know, and you need downtime. Well, obviously that's sick leave and then they can use annual leave. uh, And then you may allow leave without pay in that instance. However, you and your team member need to be really transparent and honest with each other what this is for and the likelihood of uh, the team member returning to work. So if you are set that this is a great team member, this is a once-off and you know it is for something that's they can't avoid they have to have done sure go ahead and uh, and approve it and make plans to cover for that team member while they're off if this is somebody saying that hasn't accrued the annual leave, that wants to take six to eight weeks off. Yeah, because they haven't been there that long that's, really. That's too. right. And, and there would have been a lot of training during that time, correct. right? Correct, yeah. yeah. So I wouldn't be approving that much leave for somebody in their first 12 months, especially if they didn't speak to you about it first of all. Like if somebody comes into your employee and they say, oh, I've got a trip planned around okay. Australia in next September, I really want to be able to do it, then that's fine. They've yeah. they've given you that notice. But but I would I would err on the side of caution from um, from doing that for somebody that hasn't been around for very long because you set a precedent yeah, and they may think that yeah well I got away with that once so I can do that and then your other team members
1: see, see as it. well yes mm. Mm.
0: take a smoke out and review us on your Apple Podcast app or wherever you listen.
1: Harrison is from Oatlands in Tassie and he asks. What should we do when we have a vehicle in our workshop that has not been picked up in over a month? Wow, that's crazy. Surely that's uncommon. We've sent them texts, invoices, and calls, etc. Any advice would be great. Yeah, my advice is start collection action.
2: And uh, the success of your collection action is going to come down to how. Watertight, your terms of trade are. So, we've talked about terms of trade a whole lot on this podcast, and it's uh, so important that you have them done by a legal professional because, in instances like this, um, there are laws, it depends on which state you're in, uh, how you can take possession of an abandoned vehicle in order to sell the vehicle so that you can reclaim your money if the customer never comes back. But in the first instance, you just want to be able to send a debt collector, enforce the uh, collection costs onto the customer, and you can do that if you have um, the right terms of trade in place. So if if that's in place, then you simply pass it to debt collection and you stop
1: putting all that energy and effort towards trying to collect. That's another thing as well. Imagine your staff... Constantly calling these people when they mm. could be drumming up business. Yeah.
2: And yeah, that's hard. It is not legal for you once you put parts into a car to take them back out again. Oh, really? Without, well, actually, don't think it's ever legal. Okay. Uh, especially without terms of trade. Yeah. Mm. So you can't just think, well, I've still got the car. I'll take the parts out. I'll push it out onto the road, whatever. <laughs> Um, yeah, you can't actually Has it do that. Has ever happened,
1: I wonder? Uh, probably. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so okay. Yeah, the
2: don't, don't let it turn into a situation where it's six or 12 months. Yeah. You know, get on top of it now. If the debt collection agency can't collect, then you go through a legal route to take ownership of the car and get rid of it.
1: Okay. Debt collectors are awesome if you know one that's good you can often ask a friend and they've yeah. got advice on good debt collectors and, and some aren't effective but some are what do you think just quickly Rach is a reasonable amount of percentage of them to take from what they collect I'm not actually up on uh, on the amount I think it can really vary and some that I know are around about the 20 percent mark which I think is quite a bit but no, but I mean you've got you've got the money that you didn't have before. So
2: true. Yeah. You've at least recovered most of it. Yeah. Some will enforce that cost, the part that they take yeah. as their fee, as yeah. part of the cost. Oh, they do. Yeah, that's the one I know as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, so you don't pay not- anything unless yeah, that's they right. get the money.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's cool.
2: So you just got to look around and and if you were if you had your terms of trade originally prepared by a company that does both collection and terms of trade then you kind of know who to go to straight away. Mm.
1: If you want to talk to any other auto repair shop owners about stuff that we talked about today or your own issues that you're having with your workplace, go to Facebook and look up your profitable auto repair shop and join the group. It is completely free and it's a closed Facebook group so the world won't see what you're talking about. See you soon on Whispering Loudly.
0: Thanks for listening to Whispering Loudly the award-winning Workshop Whisperer podcast, as featured by Apple with Rachel Evans, the number one automotive business coach in the aftermarket, thanks to titanium sponsor Mechanic Desk and gold sponsor Podium.